This is a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com. Welcome to the Fun Kids Book Club Podcast. My name is Bex, and today I am joined by a very special guest indeed. She's an author and a presenter. It's Connie Hook. Hey, Connie, how are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Yes, I'm good. I've just finished reading the book that I have right here. (gasps) Yay! It's so good! It's so much fun! Thank Um, you. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Yes, I can. Um, So basically, it's all your traditional fairy tales, but they've been modernised and updated for the 21st century. Um, You know, everyone loves a fairy tale. They're brilliant and they teach loads of sort of morals and lessons and so on and so forth. But lots of them were written in the olden days, a long, long time ago. Um, So we thought it might be fun to take all your old fairy tales and put a sort of new twist on them. So you've got stuff like Sleeping Brainy, and that's essentially a bit like Sleeping Beauty, Um, but the king's daughter doesn't want to be a princess. She wants to be chancellor of the exchequer. And there's one called Trumpelstiltskin, which is all about a sort of crazy little funny orange man who's obsessed with money, power, and gold. Um, And, you know, they're, they're really fun. All sort of good sort of funny quirky stories but with um like a lesson or a moral if you want to find one in there yeah because a lot of fairy tales back in the day had morals and basically what we've done is you've kind of updated the stories to make the morals a bit more relevant i guess to nowadays yeah so often fairy tales are associated with damsels in distress and knights in shining armor but us damsels we can be in shining armor too (laughs) um so you know there's lots of sort of fun stuff in there and we've played about with traditional stereotypes and it's you know it's a really laugh out loud fun read there's 16 stories packed in there and um you know all your old favorites of characters but um with a bit of a twist or a modern spin or you know something a bit extra yeah my favorite was jack and the baked beanstalk i love that story but it's really good really clever which one was your favorite to write I really enjoyed Sleeping Brainy uh, because that was the first one. I mean, Trumpelstiltskin is a lot of fun. Oh, it's a classic, yeah. Yeah, it really is. I like Jack and the um, Baby Stalk as well and Gretel and Hansel. But also I quite like the rhyming ones because it's fun to sort of have a bit of poetry in there as well. Yeah, it's quite unusual as well. You don't get much poetry at the moment in kids' books. It's quite nice to read something a bit different. No, and I always wanted to write a whole book of poems. And, you know, when you see publishers, they're very much sort of it's really difficult to translate those into different languages and you know it's a bigger ask for them so yeah you don't see as many it was also um if you read all of the stories you kind of see that you've dropped little easter eggs and little threads all the way through like the kim kingdom's got talent tv show yes uh, and the air freshener like was that quite fun as well to just pop those little things in yeah really good fun because i remember as a child i loved little sort of quirky things like looking for things in a picture i used to have these osborne books and they'd be like a duck hidden on every page and it'd just be fun to find the duck and just little sort of cross references I think it adds a little bit of extra for kids to sort of have fun you've also I think there's a few kind of pop culture references for grown-ups as well like um the Spice Girls in the football Yes, team. yes, that's right. And of course, um, grown-ups and kids will probably know uh, the, the reference that 
Trumpel-Stiltskin relates to, uh, a certain someone who's quite powerful, um, a leader, a world leader, that's all I'll say. But yeah, there's a few little Easter eggs in there. And we, you, you co-wrote this, is that right, with James Kay? So did you yes. have like, did, were you thinking of the ideas and you were writing together? You must have had a lot of fun to write them together. Yeah, we've always wanted to do something together, whether it's a podcast or, you know, writing a comedy or some sort of collaboration. And um, we both felt like growing up, we were sort of minorities or maybe we couldn't find ourselves in books um, that we read. And so, yeah, it just seemed like quite a natural project for us to do together. We both love humour. Oh, well, I was going to say, because I've read your cookie books as well, and you can mm. tell the sense of humour has come through and it's really fun, but it is very different to your previous books. Yeah, so these are quirky standalone tales. Um, they're all sort of set in a weird and wonderful world, fairy tale land. Um, so like you say, there's the programme of Kingdom's Got Talent, but things can be a bit surreal you know there'll be princesses and kings and frogs and you know obviously in fairy tale world you can you know conjure up a pair of slippers uh into ballroom shoes and so on and so forth it's been fun sort of mixing the real world in with fairy tale world it really works well especially uh the little mermaid the kind of pollution one that works perfectly well together yeah the pickled mermaid so she's really really worried because she's the last mermaid in the sea because they've all been caught up in oil slicks and you know plastic pollution is causing a lot of torment and killing lots of wildlife in the sea and um so the the little mermaid or the pickled mermaid um as as she's you know she was worried she'll be pickled in a jar in a museum that's why it's called the pickled mermaid just the last remaining mermaid um so she decides to take some action and try and see if she can help save the environment and yeah it's a really sweet little story um there's refugees in there as well the gingerbread kid his people are being eaten yeah in fairy tale land so he has to escape across the sea in a boat um where he lands in the uk and then starts going to school but he gets bullied until the kids realize he's really one of the most interesting kids in the school because he's got amazing stories to it tell. Is, honestly it's just a book packed full of lovely like funny stories but also kind of stories that make you think a little bit if, if like you said if you're looking for a story you can find more of a moral in them as well yeah um, that's exactly it so if you want just a, a sort of fun quirky story then that's what, exactly what you can get but if you want to you know or if parents want to discuss a bigger topic um there's that as well so you can sort of look at a bigger issue if you want to now um for every author that i interview on fun kids i do a quick fire round of questions uh, and I wondered whether I could do that with you right now, Connie Hook, if that's okay. Yes, please. Okay, cool. I would love that. Yes. Can you imagine if you said no, I would have been gutted. Yeah. Uh, right. Never know. <laughs> Good to know. I'm okay. up for everything. Well, don't, I mean, don't do that. Otherwise, we'll get you to do loads more stuff, Connie. Um, first, me. <laughs> first up, books or Kindles? Um, books. Books. Every author says that. Heroes. I like pages and to turn them and to feel them. And, and the smell. Yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's a tangible thing. And I'm not a very, I always say to my husband, like, I'm, I'm analog and you're digital. I'm not a very techie person. You know, technology goes wrong on me. So, yeah, books. <laughs> Keep it simple with the books. Heroes mm. or villains? Oh, villains are more fun to sort of write and to play and so on. But obviously in real life, we need heroes. 
Good answer. Film adaptation or TV adaptation? Ooh. I guess a TV adaptation, you get more episodes. So TV adaptation. Very savvy. Hansel or Gretel? Well, Gretel, obviously, because I'm a girl. And in, in our story in Fearless Fairy Tales, Gretel and Hansel, it's Gretel that saves the day. She does indeed. Uh, writing or reading? Oh, I love both. Oh, that's a really tricky question. Oh, probably reading. Yeah, maybe reading. Laptop or write by hand? Write by hand. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, well, actually, this will be a curveball. I, you know, I find it annoying sort of doing stuff on the laptop and I'm more, much more likely to do it on my phone. So oh, because right. I'm always on the go, I wrote my, all of my books on my phone <laughs> and I'm always doing other things. So I'm quite frenetic. So, you know, getting a laptop out and, you know, or sitting at a desk at a computer is not how I write. Okay, that's interesting. So uh, TV presenting or book writing? Oh, that's difficult. Probably book writing because you're writing stuff from your own head. When you're presenting, you're presenting what someone else has written for you. Um, do you write nine to five or do you write when you fancy? When I fancy. Three Little Pigs or the Goldilocks Three Bears? Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? Oh, oh, that's so <laughs> tricky. It's a dead heat, I'm afraid. I can't uh, choose between the bears. That is a hard one. I'll, I'll give you that. That's a really tricky one. Mm. Uh, would you prefer a bookshop visit or a school tour? probably a school tour you know what a lot of authors say that a lot of authors seem to prefer school tours and yeah because yeah. you meet the kids you see the environment they're in it's a whole world whereas you know and schools can be very different schools to school you know and bookshops you know they can be different but only to a certain extent because they're essentially shelves of books that are being sold so yeah <laughs> it's definitely schools tour uh, finally the big one this is the most important one salt and vinegar or cheese and onion salt and vinegar yes I love salt and vinegar. Oh, man, I ask every person that and you could say literally anything else for all of the other answers, but that's the most important one for me. Mm, salt and vinegar all the way, yum. And that means I definitely get to say again that everybody should go and buy Fearless Fairy Tales because it is yeah, awesome. Yeah, thank you. you. You won that by saying about salt and vinegar. You can hear more from Connie after this. Now I think it's time we get a special reading from Connie. Am I right? The Princess and the Snog. Did you ever hear tell of the stinky breath frog who was well known to dwell in the dingy old bog? The locals and yokels always steered clear because the stench of his breath made you faint when too near. At the top of the hill, far away from the stink, lived a cool little girl whose hair was bright pink. Her name was Pandora. She just loved to box. She owned a gold punch ball for punches and knocks. One day, as she practised her left and right hook, she hit it so hard that the whole building shook. The big golden ball snapped off from her blow and it fell off its pole to the floor down below. It rolled out her room and then out the front door. It rolled past the shops and then rolled a bit more. It rolled down a hill and bounced off a sheepdog and into a field where it went on to leapfrog, the farmer, his wife and a long row of sheep. Then the ball gathered pace as the field was so steep. It sploshed in a spring and then boined off a log and landed smack bang in the dingy old bog. Shoving pegs on her nostrils to stifle the stink, Pandora said, yikes, my ball's going to sink. 
She ran to the edge of the dingy old bog where she came face to face with the stinky breathed frog. He was holding her punch ball between his webbed feet with a slimy old smile that he thought looked quite sweet. Well, well, croaked the frog. Are you looking for this? I'll give you your ball if you give me a kiss. Please just pass it back, she said firm but polite and hoped that the frog wouldn't put up a fight. But the frog was already applying his lipstick. Oh, geez, thought Pandora, this guy's such a dipstick. Pandora now pondered her current predicament. Kissing a frog needs a willing participant. Given she didn't like stinky-breathed frogs, she certainly wouldn't be dishing out snogs. But although she was tough and an expert at boxing, punching was wrong, so she'd have to outfox him. Pucker up, said the frog. It's time for a smooch, and the lips of a camel and the breath of a pooch. That's it, thought Pandora, as Froggy edged in. My breath needs to smell like a fishmonger's bin. So as Frog puckered up with a squish and a squelch, Pandora admitted the world's biggest belch. She almost passed out from the terrible pong. The pegs barely helped. It was really that strong. The frog took one whiff and fell back in the bog. And that was the end of the stinky-breathed frog. The ball rolled straight out to Pandora's feet as she popped in a mint to make her smell sweet. Well, thought Pandora, that frog was a schmuck and she burped one more time, you know, just for good luck. So never kiss frogs unless it's your wish. And please, if you do, always know this. A very wise rule for a Mr or Miss is you choose who you hug and you choose who you kiss. And that is the end. That was awesome, Connie. Thank you so much. And excellent voices as well. And finally, of course, with every author in the Fun Kids Book Club, I need to find out what their favourite childhood book was. Now, also, Connie, we need to talk about about your favourite childhood book. Uh, Can you tell us which one you've picked? My favourite childhood book, well, my gateway book. So I would have to say that's my favourite because before it, I was a reluctant reader. It's called Super Fudge by Judy Bloom. And it was the first book that didn't have lots of pictures. In fact, I don't think the copy I read had any pictures. Um, And I read it cover to cover. I devoured it. And before that, I thought books weren't for me. But they are for you. You just have to find the right book. And I felt that it was written in a way that, you know, grown-ups would read books. It didn't talk down to me. It just spoke to me. I could relate to it. So, yeah, definitely. Because I think I've read, um, is it Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret by Judy Bloom. But I've not- Yeah, that's older. That's for older children. So um, Super Fudge is middle grade, which is, you know, you're sort of eight, eight to 12 year olds um, age group. And yeah, it's, it's very fun. It's a really, really good book. So it's actually it- a sequel to oh, tales of the fourth grade nothing but i picked up in off the shelf in the classroom and you know you don't have to have read the previous book to get it and it's yeah very good so what is the story of it what's the rough plot the rough plot but this could be a spoiler shall mm. i say it anyway say it say a little snippet say what you think will hook people in like it hooked you in well quite early on so there's a boy called peter who's got the most horrific little brother who you know just terrorizes everything and um early on in this book super fudge he finds out that his mother is pregnant and he's just like uh you know as if one little sibling isn't enough um and so that's what the book's about super fudge that was a good tease. That was really mm. good. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, it's a really good book. It's a real page turner. 
Oh, well, thank you for picking Judy Bloom. Like I said, uh, nobody's picked Judy Bloom before, so it's quite nice to have a new author uh, on the Fun Kids shelves. That's excellent. Yay! Read Tales of the Fourth Grade Nothing first and then Super Fudge. Although you can go straight to Super Fudge because that's what I did and then went back. But the first one is obviously, you know, set up in time before the second one. Brilliant stuff. Thank you so much to Connie Hook for chatting to Fun Kids. Her brand new book is genuinely brilliant. A perfect Christmas present, I would say. Go and check it out right now. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, thanks so much for listening. Remember, rate, review, subscribe, go and read a book, and I'll see you next time. Bye. So that was a podcast from the children's radio station Fun Kids. Listen on DAB Digital Radio across the UK or online at funkidslive.com.